0: And welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Joe Chung As the Joe Flies, and MTM's managing editor Mark Osterman. Good to have you back here with us, Joe. How's stuff been?
1: You still you still angry about last uh, week? Yeah,
2: I am mad. Okay, I just want on the record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They couldn't record at our normal time, and I was I was like, okay, I graciously bowed out. And Mark came through with the best dasher confessionals yet. All right, I was like jumping through the screen the whole time. You know how sometimes when you listen to podcasts, you want to like shout at the people. That was me <laughs> last week. I got one. I um, s- I, I saved one that we like can I use want, today. Like I want. Like I want to say, Mark, I'm glad your car didn't catch fire. Like I was, you know, when you were telling that story, I like I thought it was gonna like result with your car catching fire. Um, but I guess I would have heard that before. Um, well, yeah, you know, like dad, when I ran inside, the, the
1: guy, the guys, like, how can I help you? And I'm like, my car just like blew up outside, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like stuff everywhere, it's smoking. <laughs> I was so frazzled. I'm like, I got to get to this thing. I got to call my wife. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. You got to get out there and yeah, look like, at it. He walks like, out there. He opens the hood. He comes back.
2: He's like, yeah, we look at it Monday. It doesn't look so good. <laughs> Dude, like only you, though, would be like, you know, this could be like $1,000 in car damage. But you're like, oh, got to get my $10 DoorDasher <laughs> <laughs> delivery done so I don't lose so I don't lose my five-star rating. Like, Did anybody troll yo, you cannot- for that and
0: be like you know about the car breaking down, and you know
1: no
2: no good oh i think han han
1: did on twitter he posted like uh enjoyed the thing and then he had like a gif of a car falling apart as
2: he drove over a bump and i could not believe that kirsten was like okay let's go deliver this oh she was was not uh,
1: she was not okay (laughs) (laughs) eye rolls for sure eye rolls for sure whatever it doesn't matter i'm like just get in the car we gotta go
2: (laughs) the kids in the back Kind of related to Miles and Points, you know, because we don't want to have too much banter here. My wife is always like, are you sure that all this stuff that you're doing is worth it? Are all these hoops that you're drumming through worth it? So I wonder if like A lot Kirsten time feels not. like that about DoorDash <laughs> right now. That's the truth. Sometimes not, right? Yeah, I feel like sometimes we just do stuff
1: because we can do it and it's not, doesn't make the most sense. But that's like another thing, uh, which we'll probably talk about on the MTM Vegas uh, this week is, you know, a lot of people are quitting Uber, DoorDash, stuff like that, which is going to, in Vegas specifically... Uber and Lyft has been an issue since the pandemic started. And now with gas prices way up, it's just going to be worse. So, you know, that's going to be something to think about with traveling and then renting a car is so tough. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I noticed that like this weekend, the level of orders, like they were giving out $4 perks like Friday night, $4 per delivery to get drivers on the road because nobody wants to drive right now. And, you know, I was making like 35 bucks an hour dropping off stuff friday and, and sunday so i think there is opportunity for us people like us because we can get discounted gas uh, through the stuff we do but for a lot of people that just do it as a side thing they're like it's not worth it anymore so that'll be interesting a lot of people are going to go hungry and not dropped off at their hotel i think
2: the reality is gas prices are so high tom brady had to unretire so you know if tom oh. brady's struggling with the gas prices <laughs>
1: i love how he put that like to provide for my family and his thing like okay okay guy okay does anybody else think this was planned
0: the whole time?
2: Like I do I do not think it was planned. Thing? No. You everyone I think knows it was, on the how did on you I'm the drop biggest it? Tom Brady hater ever. But I think he made a mistake. like when he retired, I was like, Oh, that's great for me, but I don't think that makes sense for him and his personality and I think it just I you know, I think it bore true. You know, that's not who he is. He's he can still play. He he wants to play. Sorry, Mark. but of course,
1: he waited until like right after the bracket was announced. So everybody was already at like ESPN watching CBS and stuff. And they were like, Hey, by the way, Tom Brady's coming back. Oh, let me put it in right then. <laughs> oh, he's I check. saw a TikTok about from the guy who
0: bought Tom Brady's last touchdown ball, paid $580,000 for it. Did he blow it up and like nah. a Tesla? <laughs>
1: uh, no, so but he was, back? <laughs> he was pretty sad about it.
0: He was pretty sad about it because I, I, I hope, imagine I hope
1: Brady really writes that. him a
2: check or something like he should. I wouldn't Yeah, oh I mean that mind. guy's probably Brady's fan, right? Like I don't it's not that's not an investment. No one in their right mind would pay that much money for a football unless they were like a Brady fan. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Sean is going to pay that much money for or if he could, he would pay that much money for Aaron Rodgers last touchdown, which is going to be in 3 years. Congratulations on the extension, maybe. Are there two, are you two more me, punchable uh, are, people poor,
1: than, are there But are there two more punchable faces in the NFL than Brady and Aaron Rodgers?
2: <laughs> uh, whoever the Jets quarterback is any given year. But yeah, besides no, that. No, yeah. he, 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 nobody knows who it is because nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. So there yeah, you go. Fair. You got it. And yes, I am calling you poor for not dropping half a million dollars on a football. <laughs> well, you know, compared to the average
0: Amex Platinum card holder, uh, I am poor. I did want to ask you, Joe, you say you're planning a trip to California. I haven't asked you too many details about it. What's What's going on with that? This week on the site. Ryan Flanagan had his second post talking about California Adventure. He's been writing about Disney stuff for us. So got me in the mood to ask you, what's your uh, upcoming trip?
2: I think I talked about it on the podcast, but my daughter has been angling to go visit the La Brea Tar Pits ever since she read about it when she was like six. She's nine now. But we planned to do this last spring. And then I can't remember. It could have been the Tau variant or something, you know. Who knows why we ended up canceling? I can't remember at this point, but we were planning to go. Uh, we ended up canceling. And so she was like, <laughs> this fall, she's like, as soon as she got vaccinated, she's like, hey, we can go to La Brea Tar Pits now, right? And so I was like, "Uh, yeah, I guess so. I booked it for our April break. So we're going to go out to LA. Uh, I was talking to Sean about it. You know, He was talking a couple episodes ago about staying at the Hyatt Regency in Long Beach. And I was debating between there and the Hyatt-centric because, first of all, I was complained to Sean about just how everything I Google maps in LA is, Oh, it's five miles away and it'll take you an hour and a half to get there. <laughs> and so I'm yep. like, I'm not looking, not looking forward to that, but I wanted it to be at a hotel where we could be, even if we don't spend a day at the beach, be close enough to the beach. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm not going to take her to California for the first time in her life and not have her see uh, the ocean and the Pacific. So we're going to be doing that. Uh, we'll do a couple days at Disneyland on the way out that, Half of the trip is for me I assume ostensibly she might like it but regardless of whether she does or not she's coming along and so uh we're staying on site at the Disneyland Hotel so we're gonna stay at the Hyatt Regency Long Beach for a few nights and then a couple nights at the Disneyland Hotel oh and what i should say is i was talking to sean about both the regency and the centric in long beach and he said he liked the centric a little bit better however i'm planning on renting a car again partially because of these uber problems and i don't want to deal with being in someone's random car sitting in traffic for like two hours
1: yeah that's a lot of farts you gotta hold in if you're in there i mean i don't hold them in
2: but you know he's you gonna just have to going to go to, <laughs> yeah yeah but uh I decided to rent a car and the Centric does not have its own parking lot. You have to go to a separate parking lot so they can't reimburse for globalists. Um, And so, you know, I'm going to stay at the Regency because they do have a parking lot. So it doesn't matter. You know, that's $30 a day. So that's worth it to me. And they're the same price on points. Yeah, I think either one, they're
0: both basically in the same location. So it makes sense to do that, save the money on parking. I do want to point out, Joe, you talk about concierge level at Disney World. Now you're staying at the Disneyland Hotel. You're getting a little, uh, little bougie here with the Disney stuff. You really are uh, all in. Although the Disneyland Hotel is very special, I've stayed there
2: a couple times myself,
0: and I do like it.
2: Number one, guilty. And number two, I'm just learning from Bethany Walsh, my inspiration, Bougie Miles, She's going to the Maldives. So, you know, every time I feel bad about myself for spending too much money, I can just point that Bethany's going to the Maldives, which one of the most funny Twitter interactions in a while, she posted online, if you all haven't seen it, that she was embarrassed to admit that she was going to the Maldives because she was afraid that Mark and Adam from Travel Pan- Fanboy would make fun of her too much. That was classic.
1: Her husband was like, hey, did you tell your uh, points of miles friends yet? And she's like,
2: no. And he's like, why not? Because I'm embarrassed.
1: <laughs> which is pretty funny.
2: So for those of you who don't follow Adam Travel Fanboy on Twitter, he has this funny meme. Whenever anyone like posts about the Maldives, he has this picture of this kid you know, standing by one of those OSHA signs. that's like zero days since whatever accident, but it's like zero days since the Maldives. And he wrote this searing tweet to Bethany, which was like, I never thought I would have to use this meme on you. So... Pretty sad. He's pretty disappointed in her, you know, in joke Twitterland. But I think it's pretty funny, and I'm looking forward to seeing her go because if Bougie Miles doesn't like the Maldives, then the Maldives truly is overrated. Oh, she'll like the Maldives. She'll like it. Isn't she going to like the Ritz Carlton? So I think yeah, uh, and she, I think she she loves, loves beach
1: well. beach vacations. So it really is like a perfect setup for them. I know they both really enjoy going to. Bahamas and all over their Caribbean all this in in that all the time so i think they'll really have a good time and i'm i'm sure she'll fly some crazy airlines on the way out and and some weird routing just to to get to some good seats and everything so should be good speaking of maldives let's
0: talk really quickly about the poor man's maldives the uh the bahamas atlantis we found out that caesar's altered their offer a little bit for diamond members but i know so many people out there have matched and of course there's questions about matching going through and all this other stuff but if you have caesar's diamond status It appears whether you gamble or not, you're still able to get the Atlantis free night offer. And what was weird is that even platinum uh, level people are able to get the offer. get a couple free nights in the Royal Towers, which are the nicer towers. But uh, I think Diamond, able to depending on the time of year, you're able to get five nights in the Coral Tower. Uh, You can read my review on the site to see what my experience was last time I was there. Is it crazy that... I'm tempted to go back because I love the pools so much that I'm tempted to actually spend I mean, a day or two there. Maybe, my guy, maybe,
2: my guy, come <laughs> come on, dude. Go ahead, Mark.
1: <laughs> you want to walk through more poop water in your room? Yeah, I think it's a little bit crazy. I mean, just go to the uh, Baja Mar and go to the water park there. I'm sure, you know, the pools there are great and they don't have stuff exploding in your room.
0: Well, that's why I told Jasmine, I said maybe we would do the Baja Mar and then book an offer at Atlantis and stay like one night at Atlantis so... You know, you could spend the whole day at the water park and not have to switch between hotels, but I definitely wouldn't
1: spend four or five nights there. Uh, This is where choice points come in to play with uh, City Rewards being a two-time transfer offer because you could stay at the Comfort Suites, which is probably a better hotel, and then walk over to the Atlantis to use the pools and everything. So that's been kind of like the hack forever, but now it's almost like, you know, I'd rather do that than stay on property
2: and deal with all the stuff that's crumbling around the Atlantis. So what's the play? You stay across the street and then buy a day pass or something can you buy a multi-day pass at Atlantis or how does that work
1: no it's uh it's included with comfort suites like they have a, a partnership or something that if you stay there you can go over so that's a lot of what a lot of people do with cruises too instead of paying for the day pass they'll just book a room there because it will often be cheaper for two people uh to book the room and then walk over so you have that plus you you know you get away from the craziness that is the Atlantis come back to like a more calm pool a regular pool, but, you know, you get the best of both worlds, kind of, so to speak. So I think that is a good play. And then with a uh, city being double time, uh, double points, you know, it's a good option. The only pro- problem is comfort suites, it, that pro choice program doesn't let you book until too far out or something like, you know, 60 days, 90 days, something like that. I forget what it is, but that's kind of annoying if you're one of those people that likes to lock it up way in advance.
0: Yeah. And that comfort suites is actually, I'd say a good 15 minute walk from the pools, but it's near the outdoor mall where Atlantis is. So the location isn't really bad. Basically, no matter where you stay in Atlantis to get to some of the stuff, you're going to have to walk 15 or 20 minutes. So, you know, it's not terrible. I should say that the Coral Towers, which is the tower included for the diamond offer, are recently renovated. So the rooms are fairly modern. I think white and gray color schemes and stuff. But even (laughs) though that was the case, I saw plenty of like leaks and, you know, fans blowing things dry and all kinds of other stuff. This was pre-pandemic. So maybe they used covid to to fix it all up I'm doubting that but yeah (laughs) but it's available and I know a lot of people thought they couldn't get it because you know they caesars added some language kind of saying that you had a gamble but it does seem like people are able to do it so I guess good news if you want to do it it is an iconic place that I think a lot of people have on their bucket list so worth doing it if it's free I think
1: I'm just waiting for Sean to book the Bridge Tower suite for me so I can review it as part of work. Well, you know, what's funny. Remember, I
0: talked about like after my terrible experience in January 2020, that their head of PR out of New York reached out to me to offer me a return trip for free. And I just was so disgusted. I was like, no. And then, of course, COVID happened. And I was talking to Jasmine the other day. I was like, you know, it would be kind of cool to have like a VIP trip to Atlantis uh, booked. But uh, that's not, not the case. So, yeah, the Bridge suite would be amazing. But other than that... You know, I think they have one in Dubai. Maybe that's that's the uh, that's the play there. Go to
1: the Atlantis in Dubai. For that to be a part of the program, you have to actually earn the status through gambling, but I think it'd still be a cool property to check out even if you're not taking advantage of the free stay. I'm sure it's just over the top craziness there.
2: Have you managed to make plans to go to Dubai or are you still kind of in a holding pattern because of everything going on?
0: So it was sort of a difficult choice trying to figure out with my daughter and getting her on her kind of travel legs, figuring all that out. And I ultimately decided... While I really, really wanted to do Expo 2020 there, that with her height and everything, all the amusement parks we want to go to, all the other stuff, that going next year would be better. Plus flying halfway across the world, we could do other countries that are in the area and not just fly there and fly back. So I basically postponed it till next year. And that's why we're kind of doing this West Coast road trip and stuff like that. So Dubai is still on the agenda, but it's going to be next year after the Expo. So that's the one casualty, but I feel like Going there when she's a little bit bigger will be uh, will be a much better uh, decision for us. So, and then I can plan ahead a little bit better. We can fly there a little better style, and like I said, we can visit Oman, which I've always wanted to do. Even go to India and some of their areas in the in that area of the world instead of flying over there for two weeks and coming all the way back. So, seems like that's the best deal. But Expo twenty twenty is a casualty, unfortunately. Makes me sad.
2: Can I ask how far in advance do you have your trip planning done right now mark and i were talking before we came on we kind of like we we were like i was like hey do you know where sean is and he's like i have no idea and so we kind of know that you're making your way up the west coast to the pacific northwest but do you have do you still have like markers like i gotta be in this place around this month or you know how are you planning this whole thing you know this whole fun trip you guys are taking
0: Well, we do have several, like, cruises, so there's some interesting things in there. But, like, for instance, I have to be back in Vegas for the MTM Diamond meetup April 8th, I think. So I'm going to be back a few days before that. Like, as of this trip right now, where I'm at, this is really day-to-day. We're just seeing what we see and then stopping where we stop at the end of the night. So it's really flexible, but, of course, I have that date. And then following that, I have to go to New York City for a work thing. And then we'll have about 10 days in southern Florida before we take a transatlantic cruise April 24th. That'll arrive in Barcelona, and then we have another cruise in Europe, and we have some other stuff planned around that. So yeah, definitely some stuff, and then there's other events like we have the other Diamond Meetup in Detroit coming over the summer, and so I definitely have things on the calendar I'm planning around, but I'm trying to leave things as fluid as possible within my my time frame. So yeah, it's been fun. I really I really love the wake up in the morning, see what we see. It's been incredible driving up the the coast. Um, obviously, did Big Sur. I charged the Tesla at uh, Ventana Big Sur, just for Mark, just to uh, take some pictures and make him jealous. <laughs> but that drive is really spectacular. And then yesterday we did the drive from San Francisco, kind of north along Highway One. And that was even better, I think. Just absolutely spectacular. Tons of like cliffs lo- overlooking rocks and ocean. And, you know, I shared some some video on social media so you can check it out if you're interested. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And basically we'll have accomplished driving the entire coast all the way up to Seattle by the time we're done. So. It's been something I wanted to do a long time. And now's the time, I guess.
2: Barcelona, by the way. Sure, Joe. Sure, Joe. I think, uh, I think if you're not from just there, it's in Barcelona,
1: <laughs> how, did, how did he say Cancun? I forget.
2: There's a, oh, uh, wait, is there a funny way to say, Can- I mean, not funny, but legit way to, you know, obnoxiously, yeah. if you're American, say Cancun? Yeah. Cancun, I, is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget how he said it, but I was just like, "It's."
0: do you remember Sean? no I don't but I remember I think it's so funny when people do that when they're just talking in their normal you know American accent and then they slip in a Spanish word and they just like they say it like that yeah I don't know I don't know how to feel because I've done it occasionally myself but I feel like if you're talking in English you know you
2: should say Barcelona I I don't know I always do it now but I always do it with a smirk on my face I'm, I'm talking specifically about Barcelona like I always like take a pause or I make it obvious that like I'm making fun of the fact that people do that so um anyway sorry I'm immature. What can I say?
0: I think a lot of Mexicans are offended, Joe, because they think that their version of Spanish is is uh, the primary one. So what do like they care? I'm, I'm
2: I'm making fun of the Catalan accent. That's what true. do the Mexicans it
0: is, uh, care? It is Catalan. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to go to Barcelona. I've always wanted to do a transatlantic cruise. Basically, used one of our Carnival free offers, so we are going to be on a Carnival ship for 14 days. It'll be interesting to see how that goes, Yikes. but. Uh, you know, it'll it'll be good. And it, it's significantly cheaper than even flying over. If you think about 14 nights in a hotel, 14 nights of food, I'll hopefully get some work done. But also, you know, starting in Tampa, ending in Barcelona, um, you know, about including taxes. And then like the small surcharge for my daughter is like a thousand dollars. You know, that's for 14 nights plus not having to fly over there, all that stuff. It made sense. We'll see how it goes.
2: I feel like it could be actually sneaky good to be doing Carnival Transatlantic because one of the problems with Carnival is spring break, booze cruise, people going too nuts and going crazy. But no one is going to go on a 14-day booze cruise. You know, that's not what people do. That's not what young people do. And so they're repositioning it. I bet you... I mean, of course, we have the whole pandemic and stuff um, or the end of the pandemic. But still, even if that wasn't going on, I bet you that ship is like less full than normal carnival ships are and with like a different clientele than it normally would be. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being a pretty good cruise, you know, depending, on, of course, on how new the ship is. But still,
0: yeah, I mean, the ship isn't all that new. The decor isn't the, the coolest, but it's actually one of their a uh, spirit class ships which is one of their smaller ships and it should be a largely older clientele usually on those transatlantics that's what you're getting so you know we'll see how it goes I'm not expecting it to be a booze cruise or a party cruise. It's good. I mean it's it's cheap but also like it's something I wanted to do just like driving up the coast and I'm using this time that I have now to to do stuff like that. I already had to be in Europe. We did have another cruise book with Royal Caribbean that goes through the uh, Baltic area and was supposed to stop in St. Petersburg and stuff but that's canceled. Although uh, we probably will keep the cruise. I think they added a second day in Stockholm. So a lot of cool stuff happening this summer in Europe for us. Uh, we'll see how the Carnival Cruise goes. I'm sure I'll talk about plenty of it on the show here. This is, and the other thing is uh, it's going to stop in Bermuda, which I've always wanted to do, and some kind of rare Portuguese islands before it gets there. So, so there's some cool ports, even though it's a lot of days at sea. Something like, I think, nine or nine days at sea, I think. So out of the 14. So a lot of us uh, staring out at the big blue ocean. Sounds
2: like Mark's dream. 14 days on a cruise ship yeah
1: no yeah nine days just seems tough i mean being just trapped in 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 a cruise ship i know cruise ships are massive and there's a ton of stuff going on and stuff to do but you know you're still going back to a smaller room and and three people it it just yeah it's not not me i I, i'm i'm more for the booze cruise give me the booze cruise three days in and out we did a 21
0: day cruise or 10 and 11 day back-to-backs in europe uh way back 2013 i think and by the end of the 21 days, we were definitely ready to get off the ship. Like we were tired of the food, tired of it. But that particular cruise had a ton of ports, so like we were going places like Athens and Olympia, Greece, and Istanbul, Turkey, and you know uh, all kinds of crazy, interesting places. So we were off the ship all day. But even then, we got tired. So I imagine after 14 days, we'll be ready to get off the ship. And uh, but at least give us some time to work. Hopefully, the internet's not terrible. Uh, if it, hopefully, it performs as well as Royal Caribbean. I'm not holding my breath, but I will have the internet. So we'll see. Uh, how how it goes for, for work and everything else. But uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Did either of you guys have a Marriott certificate that we talked, I think we talked on the show about how Marriott was Bonvoying people and they were supposed to refund their certificates and then it seemed like they weren't. And then they found a way, I guess, apparently to do it. So I was happy. A few years ago, I cashed in some Bonvoy points for a certificate that got me basically a Southwest Companion Pass. And so it was like, I got a a one week certificate plus enough Southwest points to get the companion pass. And then because I'm so like on the Hyatt hamster wheel, I guess I never found a week where I was able to use the certificate. I mean, do you guys, the thing about a, a one week certificate is I never want to spend a week in the same hotel. Usually, and if I do, it's not a Marriott hotel. I guess I don't know. That was really the the issue. I think a lot of people ran into that same issue, but this week they actually refunded it, and I got four hundred twenty thousand Bonvoy points back. So, what can that get me, Joe? How many uh, nights can that get me? Like turn
2: it into Alaska? (laughs) Two. (laughs) You know, aside from the obvious irony of you saying you're not going to spend a week anywhere after talking about how you're going to go on a fourteen night cruise. Yeah, there you go. I am incredibly jealous. I think I'd done the same thing, but. I don't know if I converted the certificate to points earlier or used it at some point, or I might've even um, given it to a friend, but uh, I was so jealous when it finally worked out. I mean, 420,000 points these days, it's probably not going to get you seven nights somewhere you want to go, but still it's a certificate that you probably were going to have trouble using for seven nights. So I would rather stay three or four nights at a property that I really want to stay at, like a hundred thousand point per night property after a devaluation or whatever, than spend seven nights at a property that I don't really care about. So I think you definitely came out ahead in this. I'm jealous. I do think that Bonvoy should have figured we all knew that they weren't going to figure it out the moment that it was supposed to, you know, like people were like waiting for whatever day it was supposed to convert over. We knew that that was going to go wrong, but good for them for making it work out in the end and I'm happy for you and all the other people who have, you know, all these new Bonvoy points to play with.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to try to balance it between maybe looking at aspirational products, aspirational properties or maybe even using it for you know, on these road trips, these sort of regional roadside stop, you know, Spring Hill Suites, places like that for fifteen, twenty thousand 20,000 points a night when I can find them and kind of stretch the points out to, to work that way. And then save my like Hilton free night certificates and my Hyatt points and stuff for some of the more aspirational stuff. I think that might be more of the uh, the strategy, but we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see. I do have Bonvoy Platinum status this year that I spent $15,000 on the credit card to get. So I should use it for something, I suppose. But Uh, We'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's nice. I have like 600,000 Marriott points. Never had that many Marriott points in my life. So uh, it feels like they're burning a hole in my pocket, Mark.
1: Yeah, I always like when you have a big stash of points you don't really care about because then you don't feel bad using them so much. You know, (laughs) that's kind of whenever I get city thank you points like that's the first thing I look to use because I just don't value them as highly. So I like burning those or like choice hotel points, stuff like that in secondary programs or even like third tier programs in your life, at least. I know a lot of people put Marriott first, but if it's not something that you focus on and you have a huge stash of them, like a life miles from a cancellation, that's where I'm going to book stuff. And I don't mind paying a little bit extra just to to like burn that stash down. So I always enjoy having that type of, uh, you know, an unexpected uh, boon in, in some account.
2: They're like FU points, except for you didn't want them in the first place. But still, yes. <laughs> the uh, the process remains the same for using them. All I can say is this
0: is like the one time that procrastinating has paid off for me. I'm glad about uh, about that.
2: So Hilton also
0: rolled out a devaluation mark, right? Where they increased prices on some of their highest end properties, like the maximum that they can charge. Things like the we talked about the Maldives, the Conrad Maldives, up to 120,000 Hilton points a night. Some of the other ones, Waldorf Grand Wiley, 110,000. What happened there?
1: Yeah, so the top tier for a, a long time was like 95,000 points for standard stay. They have slowly are rolling in, you know, it was like a couple properties and now it's more. So it's similar to what Hyatt did with the Category 8, where it started for, oh, just these certain properties. And then we just saw like a month ago that they rolled more aspirational uh, products into those. So I'm sure, you know, as time goes on, Hilton will do this more and more, even though, they are more dynamic pricing. They still have like a, you know, kind of like a, a an award chart for standard rooms. The nice thing is uh, Free Night Search still work for it as long as it's labeled as a standard room, even though the points are 120k, but... If you're using from your stash, it's definitely going to hurt, you know, for a three, four night stay type of thing. So something to keep an eye on just goes to show more and more programs, you know, they're creating higher tiers, just devaluing your points. And everybody's kind of trying to look to get to a static ascent per point, like, you know, tied to the the price of the room to the cash rate. So I think that's more and more the way we're going. And that's why cashback is probably going to become more and more popular in the next couple of
2: years for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely starting to think about locking in bookings, both for flights and hotels. Fuel surcharges are coming for sure for flights. Fuel sur- like fuel surcharges are coming, devaluations are coming. I mean, deval- we knew already that devaluations were going to come when the pandemic was over, regardless. Because people are going to be sitting on all these points and the airlines and loyalty programs weren't going to want everyone to use them. But then throw in everything that's going on with gas prices and all that stuff, it's it might be worse than we already thought it was going to be. So I feel like now's the time to get some trips on the books, especially with the hotel stays. You can always cancel them if you need to, even for a lot of the airlines. Now they still, they haven't brought their change fees back yet. Um, you know, it depends on the airline though for awards, but still, I think it's time to start using these stashes.
0: And yeah, it's a good point, Mark, that Hilton allows you to use the free night certs for those properties, even though the prices have increased or the max prices have increased as long as there's a standard award. Unlike Hyatt, who introduced Category Eight, didn't adjust their certificates, and now has put more properties into Category Eight, you know, using making those Category One through Seven certs not work. So at least if you have a bunch of Hilton certs, like I know a lot of people do from spending on the Surpass card stuff like that, they still work, even though this is expensive. And then you can tell yourself, "Oh my God, this cert saved me one hundred twenty thousand points," as if you were going to pay one hundred twenty
2: thousand points. There you go uh, for that uh, miles and points. Funny math. There we go. <laughs> We used to say it would save us $1,200. Now we say it saves us 120,000 points. You know, that's how warped our brains have gotten.
0: Yep, they, they're they're working on us. But you're right. The ultimate end game here is purely revenue-based, the price of points based on whatever the, the cash cost is. And that's where they're going to end up. So they're slowly getting us there and tweaking it, and tweaking it, and tweaking it. Uh, that's, that's where we'll be. All right, so let's shift to Chase a little bit. And Mark... Uh, we kind of learned that Pay Yourself Back is going to be around a little bit longer, right? At least through the end of 2022. What happened there?
1: The current categories were coming to an end at the end of this month. You know, we've been waiting to see when when something would, you know, pop up, the changes type of thing. And they they added only... The only thing I think that's new is they added... An annual fee where you can get uh, for the Sapphire Reserve, you can get 1.5 cents to pay the annual fee, which is OK. It's an, you know, a nice little addition. Benji made a good point to me. He said, well, that, the only problem with that is like on the other categories, you earn points off the spend where you don't earn points for, for the annual fee. So you lose a little bit there. So if you are cashing in point, points, then cash them in for something else first if you're not like going all the way to the bottom every time um, so that you get that little extra, you know, couple percent back or whatever on top of it. But they also um, extended some, some things and, and let other things drop, it looks like at this point. So uh, Airbnb is extended until end of June, uh, but Away is dropping off, which is a, a credit in uh, Dining is extended till June. Sapphire Preferred basically lost <laughs> everything. There's not anything really left there. For the ink cards, we had a really good category for the last few months where you could use it at office supply stores that's dropping off too. So if you, you know, made some runs recently, and that's the card you use to pay yourself back, definitely hit that up before the end of March when they drop off. But the good thing, like you said, is it looks like it's good until the end of the year, because you can donate to certain uh, foundations and and pay yourself back for that. And that was extended until the end of the year. So it looks like pay yourself back is good for at least the rest of the year. I don't think Airbnb for
0: Sapphire Preferred is something that most people in this hobby would be worth. And it's also on Sapphire Reserve. But I feel like that's actually a category that's a good selling point for them, for like the average consumer, so that they can cash in their points to use towards those types of stays. So I don't know, but I'm happy that it keeps well, going. Well, it is a good, wish... it's
1: a, it's a, it's a good one to rack up. You can do a few cancellations a year with, uh, without issue from Airbnb. So you could book an expensive place and then decide a couple weeks later that it's not for you and you'd already paid yourself back. So you can do that a couple of times probably and, and burn through a, a decent amount of stash for sure. I wish they'd bring
0: back grocery, but that's never going to happen uh, with the Sapphire Reserve. So we'll just have to settle for this. But glad they're still doing it. I've said before I'm I'm happy usually to cash in my points at one point five cents. I don't know if I would do the membership fee. Probably would, even though uh, Benji's such a buzzkill. He had to go in and ruin the fun with that. But yeah, you're missing I that really extra that. four
1: point five percent on <laughs> four hundred fifty dollars. It's huge, huge loss. <laughs> oh, that two fifty. He brings up he brings up like two dollars and fifty cents in earnings that you miss out if you do it. That's that's Benji's oh. focus. Oh yeah, that's that's Benji for sure. And just to, as a reminder, everything
0: we've talked about today, there is an article on the site for so you can go to the site to learn to look at the categories to see exactly what's happening with that. And it's actually speaking... like twenty bucks, but we'll we'll, we'll leave the joke as it, okay? <laughs> the fuzzy man. <laughs> All right, and let's uh, let's talk about this, Mark. Today, as we're recording this, uh, you came out with a what's sure to be a controversial post, Have the Chase Freedom Cards Rendered the World of Hyatt Card Worthless? And I guess this is sort of the next article in your line of kind of teaching people how to reevaluate things, make sure that their strategy is working for them, which I think is really great. And you basically kind of look at the World of Hyatt Card, how you were spending $15,000 a year to get the free night certificate, what you were getting for that, And then seeing with the changes in the Freedom Cards, with the dining and and what they've done there, how those might make more sense for you.
1: Yeah. So, you know, every year, it's just kind of like something you do every year for the last several years. World of Hyatt, when it resets, okay, time to hit the 15K because you're basically earning two World of Hyatt points on every dollar, three on, on the categories because you get one point per dollar in a free night certificate if you use it at a category four. So it's basically doubles you're earning on non-bonus spend and gives you three times. So that was always good. You know, the Sapphire Reserve earned three three times on dining. World of Hyatt essentially earned the same. So it was a good parallel there and, and you know, a lot cheaper card and, and all that. Plus you earn elite night credits and everything like that with, with the spend. Two elite nights per 5,000 in spend. So th- those all added up to a good deal. And then, you know, they refreshed the freedom cards and brought out the flex. And now you can earn three times dining with the freedom cards. You can earn three times at pharmacy, one and a half on everyday spend with the unlimited. So I'm like, well, does this make sense anymore? Do I want two World of Hyatt points and a free night cert? Or do I want three ultimate rewards points, essentially, you know, and most people are going to take the ultimate rewards points. And unless you're spending towards status, I don't think it really makes sense to put that spend on the World of Hyatt card any longer. And even if you did do it, and you're like, Oh, I still get six nights for spending that 15k. You know, you got to think about did you surpass the requirements for globalists or explorers by more than six nights? Do you do that every year? So do you even need those six nights? Does that 15K go, you know, is it better spent somewhere else? So I think it's something that everybody needs to decide on their own and and look at their own situation. I think a lot of people have fallen into the rut of just spending the 15K because it used to be a good deal and now it's not so much. And I think it does largely depend on that. I mean, what is your opinion? I still think that having the card because you get the you get a free night certificate just for having the card every year is worth having it. Yeah. So plus the, the five elite night. So like I already spent the 15 K on my card this year. And and part of it was a uh, $5,000 in non-bonus spend, uh, a deal that we talked about in the diamond lounge and, and took advantage of. So that knocked out a third of it right there. So it, it still kind of made sense. And then we had, you know, of course, car, car repairs. So put that on there and, and stuff. So I I got to like half of it through non-bonus spend. And if you have a ton of non-bonus spend, it still makes sense because it's two times per dollar on that 15K. But uh, for my wife's card, we probably won't do it. We will probably keep it because the free night certificate, I can usually get like $150 in value out of versus probably closer to like $250. for a $95 annual fee, that's a good deal. But the free night or the five elite night credits don't really matter for her. But for me, that does help out. It knocks down explorers from 30 a year to 25. So I think it is worth holding. I just don't think it's worth spending on at least for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, when Mark was uh, talking in the internal slack about this, I had to DM him and be like, what is World of Hyatt even good for? And I, I think the good point that you bring up is we kind of get in the habit of every year resets and we're just like, oh, I'm just going to spend another 15,000 on my World of Hyatt like I normally do. I'm going to spend another 15,000 on the Surpass like I normally do, which I know you didn't do the math on yet, but just using that as an example. And then we forget that things have changed and we really need to reevaluate our math every year or so. So I personally, when I spend on World of Hyatt, it is if I need it to get status. So the 15K for that one free night isn't even always a priority for me but i thought you brought up a great point that the freedom just and it's funny that these no annual fee cards often have better spending bonuses uh in some of the categories but uh you know i think you made a really strong points in your article so uh well done mark
1: yeah. And I think they're so high you know,
2: globalist is bad. Don't forget that. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Chase has been rolling out those co-branded, you know, earn five times on this or that. So if you get targeted for those and that knocks off a chunk of your spend, that can help as well. Something to consider too. But yeah, just look at your own figures. Look at what your goals are. If your goal is to hit global status and you, you only have like 40 or 50 nights organically, then this is going to play a huge role in that decision. But if you're Spending eighty nights a, a you know a year at a hotel, then what's the point? You don't really need to to focus on it. So sit down and crunch the numbers, essentially. And the whole reason that whole that system is designed that way is right.
0: You get your six nights for fifteen thousand, but oh no, I'm a few more nights short. What am I going to do? Stay or am I going to just spend more? And it's really designed to get you to spend and use the card to jack up your nights. And I see people in some of the Hyatt Facebook groups, things like that, who get like half their nights. Thirty nights from spending, they just spend a ton on the card, and then you're really losing compared to what you do elsewhere. So yeah, and it's then we go back to
1: important. what what we discussed last week. Like if you're yeah. if you need to spend thirty night to get thirty of the sixty nights, are you even? And then you know how many nights are you staying at not full service properties? So how much are you really getting out of that? status? is it really worth the effort? Or are you just doing it because you can? So definitely go back to that and listen to that episode and. And consider those things if you fall into that boat. And then there's
0: always, can you always use the the certificate for a category four, right? I always struggle with that. It never seems like to line up for me well where I hit category four. So sometimes I use it for category three. Does that mess with the math? I don't know, but definitely worth considering. And Mark has it all laid out too with the Freedom Freedom Flex, what his breakdown is, what makes sense with the, the categories and everything. So definitely. Uh, check out that yeah. article on the site
1: I uh, yeah one more point like I used to I would spend at CVS for part of it because it was an easy way to to rack up big spend there you know buying uh, gift cards and everything so I was doing that at the beginning of the year I went in there with my high card you know okay easy peasy I'm gonna blow through this pretty quick and then I'm like wait a second I could be getting three times with my you know flex card or unlimited card and I'm getting two times with this high what am I doing this is stupid so that's kind of what kicked it all off really I appreciate the thought experiments and hopefully we'll get
0: more maybe you can figure out the surpass card if that makes sense too, but uh, we'll uh, we'll look forward to that grocery baby grocery. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. The six x on grocery, but
1: even that, I mean, is what is that a point four cents? What is that two point four x? Yeah, if you if you use it at top tier property, it basically doubles it. You know, six po- an extra six points per dollar. I tend to use mine for like seventy k property, sixty k, seventy k properties. Sometimes, like I used the recent one was the Conrad in DC that was eighty k. So you're still getting you know, close to double value, probably around 5%. So I think it's still worthwhile there, as well as it has the gas category. And that just, it has better spending bonuses than than the World of High card does, in my opinion. So I think that plays a big role.
2: Yes, but the Conrad in DC costs you whatever that Nespresso machine costs you as well. So <laughs> <laughs> who's really winning there?
1: Yeah, Pardon. I don't know if we if we said that last, last week or not.
2: Yeah, you didn't say that out loud. It was on Twitter, at DetroitMark, follow that guy. But yeah, go ahead, tell your story.
1: Yeah, so they had an espresso machine at the Conrad and I basically drank everything they had while I was there and I was like, this is great. So when I came home, I bought one. So the cost of status was an extra and I got a good deal on one. It was like 130 bucks uh, on Amazon. So it was like their lower end wasn't the same one they had in the room. The one in the room was probably like three hundred dollars. But, you know, that that diamond status that I haven't paid for in two years cost me 130 bucks, I guess.
2: Plus the pods. That's how they're going to get you the pods. Well, Mark is
0: going to, we know Mark's going to be lifting those pods out of the room as whenever he stands in a community yeah. hotel. I'll
2: be like, yeah, you
1: go up to, I wonder if anybody's ever done that where they go up to a room and they take all the pods and then go downstairs and be like, uh, there was hair on the bed. I need a different room. <laughs> so they can double the pods.
0: <laughs> I'm sure somebody has. I'm sure somebody has. I've had it where like, I had a suite once that had like a hundred of them, the pods. I don't use them. So obviously I didn't take them, but I was like, oh man, shocked. I almost felt there. like I should have, right? I felt like, Oh my God, this is so much, you know, they had like all different flavors and yeah, I don't remember where that was, but
1: when you stay at like the Hyatt house and stuff and the, you have the little kitchen, a little sink, and there's like a little bottle of dish soap and dish soap's dirt cheap. So it's not because of that, but I like that it's like a small bottle that I can put in my travel bag and in the carry on size. Yes. Yeah. Carry on size because that is actually the best thing to clean sunglasses with you put a little bit of dish soap on your sunglasses rub it in move it around because it gets all that grease and stuff built up it's way better than any special cloth or anything so th- there's a little uh, hack for you for travel
0: that's a good one i never thought about doing that I, I also take like little toothpaste and stuff for the same reason like it's nice to have that stuff to travel why do you have to buy it if it's included in the room yeah why not but yeah, lots of valuable information on this show this week. I think so. I hope everybody out there enjoyed it. So next week we'll do uh, we'll do a DoorDash story for Mark. I'll talk maybe some hotel reviews of some of the more interesting properties I've stayed at over the past couple of weeks. Kind of get everybody caught up on that. And uh, Joe will talk about something. He'll he'll figure that out.
2: I will continue to be here as the uh, ignorant, normal, everyday person to be the foil to you guys and all your knowledge. Who corrects
1: so. our uh, Barcelona speech? Barcelona. Yes. yes barcelona
0: all right well as a reminder you can find everything related to this podcast at mtmpodcast.com subscribe leave us a great review on apple podcasts like we said mentioning mark's laugh is a is a plus and uh, other than that joe where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast
2: you can find me at as a joe flies all over social media you can find my disney podcast disney deciphered and yeah you know where to find me what about you mark
1: you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, mark at milestonemembers.com. Comment on any of the articles on the site. I'll get back to you there. Uh, let me know what you think about the world of high car. Are you still doing the 15K or not? Uh, comment on the article and, and we can have that discussion. How about you, Sean? You can find me with constant range anxiety driving my Tesla. I thought you were going to West say Coast. constipation. No. Okay. Range
0: anxiety <laughs> not like the battery running up. out and where you're going to charge it because that is a real thing. but. Uh, so you do uh, have
1: constipation
0: from your stress of charging. Sure, sure. I'm sure everybody loves that. But yeah, miles to memories dot com for all of our posts. Uh, we have our MTM Vegas podcast, uh, everything related to Vegas, mtmvegas.com. dot com. Our YouTube is really blowing up YouTube dot com forward slash miles to memories for all of our Vegas stuff. And uh, yeah, for this show, again, MTM dot com. Uh, but just search Miles to Memories anywhere. You can find everything at milestomemories.com for everything that we do. We really appreciate everybody out here who listens, downloads, interacts with us, trolls us, everything else. So thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.
2: Happy pie Day.
1: Nothing like looking at a mildew shower curtain with a random towel hung on it. Yeah, that does not look like That's
0: your fault. The towel is I've your ever fault. Seen. That 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 uh towel is actually hanging there and I,
1: I moved it so it wasn't in the background so you guys didn't see it and then per Joe's request. He wanted to see the It might even more than double it because well, not really double it. Never mind, hold on. Let me think about this first. Well, it depends on what you use it for, <laughs> I guess. Joe, Joe's going to have to cut this out. Let me uh, do, 15, yeah, yeah, wait, no, well, do a quick math 95,000 divided by 15,000. Yeah, it does. Well, we got to do a DoorDash for Joe. No, we can do it okay, next well, week. Yeah. Oh, but we we said we were yeah, going to do it. Let's... Let's give let's no. give a week off. It'll be two no. It'll be two minutes. You're
2: gonna make, you're gonna make me. Ed- I'm the
0: one editing this. I make. I'm the captain now. We can only go an hour when Joe's not
1: here because <laughs> he can't stop us. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. By the way, thanks for going an hour when I wasn't here. Give me extra. It was only like,
1: two voices at it. It made it easier. So it was like 45 minutes of three. You know what? Your math. Joe's like. Out. that the is kind of true. The,
2: the math checks out. The math checks
1: out.